How's it going? I'm your host, Alex Espinoza, and I actually got to start this episode of the GUAP, the greatest of all podcasts, the Ricky Henderson of podcasts. I got to start this episode off with a little bit of a disclaimer, because within the past half hour, the A's just announced that uh, AJ Puck has gone to the 10-day DL with a strained biceps, and closer Trevor Rosenthal has been transferred to the 60-day DL, so it looks like he might be headed to surgery as he deals with thoracic out- outlet syndrome. Um, so I, so when me and Will are talking, we have no contact to this. I would definitely ask him about that. And at some point, he's he says he's looking forward to to seeing Puck develop this year. So this was just like literally maybe an hour or two before the news broke. So just to give some context, hope you guys enjoy this one though. Episode twenty five with Will McNeil, RF Will one forty nine on Twitter. Um, yeah, let's just jump right into it. Okay, and we have made it to episode 25, the Mark McGuire episode of the Ricky Henderson podcast, the greatest of all podcasts, the GOAP. I'm your host, Alex Espinoza. We're here with a super fan, right field, Will, Will McNeil. Uh, Will, how you doing, man? You good? I'm doing excellent. I mean, hey, we got a win finally, so I'm in a great mood. I mean, really <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I mean, how, how, many, how many games did you go to? The, the first homestand is over. They've played seven games. Were you able to go to all seven, or, or what was that well, like? You know me. What else would I do? Of course, we had all seven. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, yeah, what was that like to, uh, I mean, you know, six straight losses and then to finally be able to cheer a walk-off yesterday, what was that like to be in the stadium for that? You know? Well, here's the kicker on the walk-off part. I had to leave early to go to work, so I got to miss the most fun and exciting moment of the opening <laughs> homestand so far. So I, I was devastated. I made seven innings and had to leave. I knew it was going to end in a walk-off. I just knew it. So I was very uh, frustrated to have to leave. But, I mean, hey, I guess uh, you have to adult sometimes, even me. <laughs> oh, man, that's brutal, dude. But uh, did you at least get to see Chapman's home run in the seventh? Did you see that? I was heading to my car in order to roar to the crowd. So, oh, man, that is rough. Oh, man. Well, you got 100. You got, what, 74 more games to go to? You'll be all right, right? Yeah, <laughs> I'll probably miss one or two maybe all year. I'm still going to do as many as I humanly possibly can. Still do some Stockton games as well. But, I mean, it was amazing just being back in that stadium again. Missed the heck out of it, to say the least. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw your – I think you had a post after opening night. You are like, you know, I'm never going to take uh, going to a live sporting event for granted again. Um, you know, you know how, how did that year off kind of change your perspective on being a fan? I mean, it was the craziest thing just wh- – you're not really you weren't able to really watch a lot of the games with your friends and fan like i mean it was weird not being with my bleacher family all season last year maybe for like a couple couple things here and there we're having to be secretive about it because we weren't supposed to be doing any of that stuff to begin with and it was weird not seeing them on a regular basis not seeing like even the ushers the security guards um like everybody everybody you're used to seeing at the coliseum and then having that all taken away was really weird but having to see almost everybody back this week awesome there's nothing better than that and just the energy in the stadium was great i mean getting a chance to finally give the astros some of their uh some of their medicine they deserved <laughs> yeah. and then uh having some dodger fans cause a little issues of us here and there but i mean hey that means baseball's back right <laughs> i was gonna say there was a lot of dodger blue in there for this i mean they didn't show too much on tv but it looked like a lot of dodger blue in there right at the coliseum oh it was like yeah. 70 30 dodgers over a's fans it was it was almost depressing in a way it's like come on we've been gone this long and you're gonna let the dodger fans just take the whole place over this isn't right yeah i, I mean i saw um I, I think this by the second night it was down to like 5500 or something like that about 50 percent capacity i think for the attendance so I was actually surprised by that in all seriousness. I thought it'd be all the whole homestand would have been, uh, I guess, 1100 is their capacity or whatever. Yeah. It is. I thought it'd be not all seven, but I mean, 
I guess there's been enough issues with parking here and there, some of the food things here and there. So maybe that maybe sort of turned a few people away from it. But again, yeah. won't turn me away from it. I'm there to watch baseball and love it and be with everybody again. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Awesome. And you mentioned the security guards. As far as your experience was like, were all the same people in the same places? And was it all kind of, did everybody get there? Hopefully everybody held on to their jobs kind of a thing um, over the it pandemic. Like- yeah. Yeah, it looked like it was pretty much everybody who we remember. I mean, from right field, there's been one guy named Derek who's been out there for like 15 years or whatever. He's still out there. Uh, Janice is in 147, 146 post area. She's still there. She's the sweetest lady in the world. So, I mean, it was great seeing a lot of the same familiar faces, their same post. And just, uh, again, the familiar faces. There's Can't replace that. It's just It made you feel like you were definitely back home. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, and what are, what are some other things that you missed um, about the Coliseum? I mean, I mean, there's, are there just, I know you guys probably can't maybe walk around as much as you'd like, uh, do your, your classic laps or whatever, but, uh, or maybe you can, I don't know, but I mean, what, what, what are some other things that you missed about the Coliseum that once you got there, you, you remembered or you, you, you I mean, they, they're letting us walk around the stadium still. So I'm doing my fourth inning traditional walk. I mean, that's just <laughs> my, I've always done that. I'm not going to change that. Um, <laughs> things i miss about the stadium again it's just the people mm-hmm. the people's the great mm-hmm. the thing you miss the most i mean yeah is it the most beautiful stadium in baseball no not a chance in the world but being back home in the coliseum where all of us so many of us have grown up watching this beautiful game it's irreplaceable to have those memories back again mm-hmm. yeah and you mentioned your fourth inning lap um <laughs> where did that tradition start and how did that whole thing happen because I, I remember you've been doing that for as, as long as i've known you like for years for you know yeah it started uh well here's the thing it started in a bad fashion and i've just decided to keep it anyway hoping it would somehow work it started in 2006 <laughs> during the alcs and uh every time i did that fourth inning walk people would be saying your damn seat because it was not working, but I'm like, I got to keep this going. It's just, I need to do a lap because I also, I get nervous, so much nervous energy, any game. And then <laughs> just had to, I just had to move around every once in a while and started doing that in 2006 and haven't stopped since. That's funny, man. Um, and, and I'm curious to, yeah, you mentioned like growing up and going to games at the Coliseum. Who was, who was like your favorite player growing up? Like, um, yeah, I don't know. Cause I'm assuming you were going there like during the big three era and all that stuff, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, Going to games all the time. I mean, this is show number 25, so I got to say my favorite player growing up, Mark McGuire. McGuire, yeah. He, awesome. he was definitely my favorite, so I loved watching him. I mean, of course, Ricky. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's always those guys. I mean, those teams are special. I'm seeing the teams in the – I got to go to some games in the late 80s, early 90s, seeing some guys like that. I mean, it's incredible mm-hmm. stuff. So, I mean, you get to see so many legends play for the green and gold, and we got some future ones here. Hopefully we can keep around for a while like Matt Olson, Matt Chapman, so we'll see. Yeah, what do you think about the new stadium? Do you want them to build it at Howard Terminal, or do you care? Do you just you just want it to be built? You just either Coliseum or Howard Terminal, just uh, just anywhere as long as they stay in Oakland, kind of a thing. Just stay in Oakland because I'm I'm always scared if this if this blows up, we may not have our team. That's still to this day is like the scariest thing for me. I don't want our team going anywhere, so let's just please have our team be in Oakland. Don't care where, just get it done. <laughs> And, uh, and yeah, you had a week uh, listening to Amelia Schimmel on the mic. What do you think about her? I think she brings like really great energy and she's super jazzed up and everything like that in the, on the PA mic. What do you think about Amelia? She does a great job. I mean, she, she's an Oakland A's fan, first and foremost. Like, this is her team. This is her love. She even brought that same love to MLB Network with Matt Vaskersian. So, I mean, she, she's like one of the few people on the East Coast when she was there and then back out here in the Bay that 
lives and dies by the green and gold, just like us. I mean, we, I'm waiting to, I'm hoping we don't have to have any more bad games, but I guarantee you at some point her voice will probably change when uh, we're doing badly. Cause I know she, she cares about this as much as we do. She yeah. really does. Yeah. She's funny. I, I, I've only, uh, I haven't met her. I've only seen her tweets and stuff, but she seems hilarious. She seems like a great, and I, I don't know. She seems like you can, you can feel the energy when she's saying like, she's legitimately excited to be there, you know? Oh, absolutely. I mean, she's, she's hilarious on social media. And I even have a funny story. She used to live down the street, I guess, from my, uh, my uncle and my aunt. Uh-huh. So they uh, brought my name up to her and she's like, everybody knows who right field will is. Come on. <laughs> that's funny. Which and, made me uh, feel kind of like, oh gosh, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I know that the A's are uh, the set up their alt uh, their alt side at at Stockton, and I think I heard that these games between them and the Giants are going to be open to the public. Or do you have any plans to go to any games either in Sacramento or Stockton? Uh, the Sacramento ones, I saw what they have set up, but I haven't seen anything for Stockton. But I'm still going to go to Banner Island Ballpark tomorrow. Try to talk to my ticket rep if they're not letting us in to see if I could sneak my way into the stadium there and uh, <laughs> play baseball. That's awesome, dude. I mean, especially there, like you'd probably be the only person in the stadium who can sit. Uh, maybe sit close and get some really up close looks at everything that'd be awesome right i mean that's kind of my idea if, if she i'm gonna say i'm there to try to get my tickets re- set up for the season but i'm also gonna try to go in there and see if yeah. I can take a little video footage or whatever i can for people like personally for you and your blog i'll try to help you out as best i can or see what i get you guys some exclusive video oh yeah footage. that'd be awesome dude <laughs> yeah that'd be great <laughs> i'll try to help you out on that Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, because I, I still need to make it down there uh, to that ballpark. Everybody said it's so great. So because I heard when uh, honestly, yeah, when when I heard that they put the alt site there, I thought of you. I was like, oh, Will's probably going to love this. Like he might be able to to go down there and check out all the top prospects in one place at one time. You know, it's kind of cool. Oh, I was pumped that I heard it was because last year was the San Jose Muni and they had that thing blocked off like no other. I tried to actually get there mm-hmm. and they would not let me do it. So uh yeah. Yeah, so I'm hopeful uh, they'll let me in there for a little bit, or I'll stand outside the fence line of the ballpark and just peek my way in and watch a little. <laughs> I'll bring a little cooler of a couple cold ones, invest the case, and I'll enjoy some baseball. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and, and yeah, uh, how are you feeling after the six-game losing streak? What, what was the? What was it? I mean, because everybody knows there's a lot of talent on this team, and they weren't panicking. They were they were feeling, hey, we're we're still in this. How were you feeling as a fan after the 0 and six start? I mean, it was not enjoyable by any means. I can tell you that it was very <laughs> frustrating, yeah. especially the way they were. I mean, just being outscored horrendously bad. The pitching looked horrendously bad. It was, yeah, it was something you weren't expecting to see. I, I mean, I guarantee opening night, we were all so fired up. It was back in the stadium, but then after a few innings, seeing the team kind of struggle, we're like, okay. And then your real emotions start coming out. Game two is worse. Game three, it started getting bad. Four was really bad. And just the anger was really starting to get there. Then you have fans heckling us at, starts building your get your blood boiling yeah. a bit it felt like the old times when your team struggles a little bit and the other fans are being snippy and chirpy and yeah but i mean yesterday made it all worthwhile hopefully yeah. they could get, get a good running streak here going but i mean no more bad losing streaks like six in a row like that especially to open the season that was embarrassing yeah I mean, and you mentioned there was a little tiff with dodgers fans but like you said that's almost kind of welcome right it's like all right baseball's back right like obviously you don't want to have any bad blood or anything but that's what happens out in the bleachers, right? <laughs> I mean, no, it really does. I mean, it gets yeah. you kind of – I mean, it, it's some one of those things that gets you just fired up, ready to go, and it just yeah. makes you go like, okay, it's baseball season. The rivalries <laughs> are back. Animosity is back between some uh, teams and fans. I mean, it happens. 
Yeah, and uh, and how's Kaya Tom adjusted uh, out there? Because I know after every out, you guys do the one or the, the one outs or two outs. How is he adjusted to all the traditions and everything you guys got going out there? I think he's starting. To, he's it took him a bit. But I think he's starting to figure it out. He's gonna get it. He's a smart kid. <laughs> you know, he knows the Oakland traditions. I guarantee you, he's probably gonna talk to like Steve Piscotti or somebody going like, "Why do they keep yelling at me?" They're probably telling him like, "Hey, you better do the outs, otherwise they're gonna keep yelling at you and getting a little upset." So yeah, uh, like you better turn around. Like he better turn around, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because the one who was really great at it this year so far, I mean, Piscotti's done it, of course, but yeah, Pinder has a great time with it. Even when we didn't have the drums, is like we were all scattered with the drums. He would still just do the outs automatically. He just knew. He's like, oh, my boys and my girls are out there. I got to take care of them. <laughs> That's awesome. That's Yeah, it's too bad Pinder got hurt on that play because he was off to a great start this year, you know? I mean, I know you're a big Pinder fan. Um, I mean, did you feel like this – I mean, it, it didn't really work out. Jed stayed healthy um and you know it seems like their outfield was kind of set but do you do you feel like he's ready for that every day you know play 150 game season um type of workload i've been claiming i've been clamoring for that for like three years because yeah. i mean he was a texas league mvp he was good in stock and he was good in uh i think nashville at the time that was our affiliate he's always been solid with the glove he's always been pretty damn good with the bat like a 270 280 hitters so i'm like just give him the everyday abs and stop doing the uh platooning stuff with him and it's just they don't give him that opportunity. It drives me insane. I really thought he was going to be the starting second base or shortstop something this year. Yeah, and just, yeah. It turned out to be that way. But, I mean, what can you do? It's all yeah. right. I know when he gets back in the lineup, he'll just start doing what he does, being the damn solid player he is. Just hopefully the injury is not too severe and keeps him out for too long. Yeah, yeah. And, and have you guys got more – have you found that players are throwing more foul balls up to you guys because you guys, uh, you know, maybe more than usual just because of last year? Or is it pretty much business as usual? Or Well, baseballs are a flying. They're coming up there. <laughs> Not maybe directly to our sector, but they're flying into the bleachers a lot more. more it's in there. I mean, like, there was a guy in the Dodgers. I, I yeah. forgot his name, like McKinstry or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, the, the new guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was rolling baseballs. Everybody was like, dude, it was almost like target practice every half inning. It was like you had to get out of the way to make sure he didn't try to, like, freaking nail you in the head. <laughs> That's cool, though. That's good. Everybody's getting their – they're making up for lost time, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I mean, I mean, the other night, Brian in right field made a spectacular catch with a uh, – this Dodger fan was trying to reach over. He just snagged the ball from – he threw up there with uh, his hat. Brian just went yoink. Like, this Dodger fan was so pissed off. Brian just went with his hat, boom, ball in the, ball in the hat, ball in it. Brian's holding him in the air all proud. It was awesome. <laughs> That's funny. The fans are competing for balls, too, you know? Oh, uh, I mean – the social distancing goes out the window, I guess, when the baseball starts flying into the seat. So it's all right, I guess. We're all masked up. We're good. <laughs> and, uh, it, and yeah, I, I saw you got vaccinated too, right? You went to the Coliseum and got vaccinated. That must have been kind of, kind of a funny experience, right? Like rolling into the parking lot and doing that. Dude, I mean, that's one I, I can say that's probably one of the top experiences I've ever had going to the Coliseum. I, I mean, it's something that I know it's going to, I mean, will prevent me probably from getting it 100%. No, but it's a nice little like security blanket. And it was just like, I've got to get it done at the Coliseum where I spend so much of my time, so much of my life. I was very thrilled to get it done there. It was awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And uh, and have uh, have you guys had any funny interactions with like with the visiting right fielders yet? Um, especially the Astros? I mean, what was that whole vibe like when the Astros are out there for four games? Yeah. man tucker's a tucker's a robot it was he didn't, he didn't <laughs> respond and look didn't do anything it's just like i think he just had like his i, I guarantee though he probably had to use earplugs or something because we were on him on him uh -huh. everybody was on him all uh four games but he just no interactions Same with the dodgers guy no interactions it was so we got to find somebody funny out there we need a jeff frank kind of guy to come out here and have a good time with us again we missed that 
<laughs> who was out there in right field for the Dodgers? Uh, uh, McKinstry and yeah. I think maybe somebody else. I just can't remember yeah. who it was. But, but, but yeah. they didn't give you anything. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> no, that's, it was yeah. nothing. I was like, this is the most boring seven games I've ever had with right field interaction. I mean, come on now. Yeah. And uh, and I know you're kind of far away, so you maybe you can't see uh, super up close, but it looked like Seth Brown, whenever he did anything yesterday, he was like fired up and clapping and like flexing and stuff uh, do you do you like his energy what he brings oh i love seth proud i've loved him since he was a stockton port i mean he, he i mean he has i mean he had to grind to even get up to the big leagues he was kind of a late round pick uh and stockton this first year he really did not do very well for probably what he wanted to do mm-hmm. and then even the part of the uh second year he was there wasn't doing well until tommy average helped him with his batting stance and then he just took off and just started crushing it did well in midland dominated in vegas i'm a then, I mean, he did great when he first got called up to Oakland, but I was amazed he wasn't given an opportunity much last year, and I'm glad to see he's up now and got a hit right away. And, yeah, he brings a lot of energy. You can just tell how pumped up he is to be in the big leagues and how much he enjoys it. So yeah. I want to see him get more – I want to see him get more looks. He's a, he's an awesome kid and uh, just knows how to play the game right. He plays it the right way, brings the energy. Yeah, it seems like he produces everywhere he goes. I mean, his numbers are really impressive if you look yeah, at the minor yeah. leagues and stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah that's why I'm just amazed they – Really didn't give him a look last year. I mean, I know we have a pretty good outfield as it is, but I was just kind of stunned. They kind of just left him to the alternate side almost all year. Or when he was up, they didn't play him. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious, have you been paying attention to, like, Marcus Simeon and Liam Hendricks, see how they've been doing? Have you been kind of following them just to just just as a, as a baseball fan to see how they've been doing? I mean, I'm cool as hell with Liam, so I like to give him crap if he has a bad one now. I kind of go like, ah, see, you wouldn't have that happen if you were in Oakland. <laughs> really? You are, do you D, are, so did you DM him after he gave up a couple runs in his first outing this year or what? I just told him, like, <clears throat> I gave him a little crap, but then I just did the traditional thing I did. when Because I, I know he, whenever you have a bad game now on social media, people just rip you to death. It's just yeah. like they like you get a lot of trolls coming after you. So I just told him, shake it off, bud. I said, you're going to be fine. Just save a few more of those for Oakland, though. That'd be great. <laughs> that's cool that's awesome that uh, and he, and he, just, he sent me back just the laughing emojis and the crying laughing emojis so yeah he uh he understands my humor with him because i i really I, I want him to succeed he's a great guy i want mark to succeed basically anybody at least the a's i know a lot of times it's not by their their choosing their choice they want to be here just sadly mm-hmm. our ownership doesn't spend the money so what can you do yeah, and um, and what do you think of the new guys? I mean, Elvis and Mitch, Romo. Uh, unfortunately, Rosenthal's hurt right now, so we haven't been able to see him. But but what do you think of the new guys that they brought in? Uh, I'm, I mean, Mitch finally got us a walk off. So I'm gonna be very happy with him. Elvis has <laughs> been good with the glove. Just bat. He looks kind of something's yeah, he, not right with the bat. Yeah, he's definitely struggling. Yeah. Uh, Adam Kolarik, or I think that's how you say his name. Ugh, he he's looked good yesterday, but uh, he's been kind of interesting. Yeah. There's it's. I know it takes a while to get the chemistry, the gel. So I, hopefully they will figure that out here soon. But um, hopefully Elvis can start producing because that I was not very happy with that trade to be. I mean, KD, I understood why they got. It was basically a salary for salary dump, but I didn't like throwing Jonah yeah. Heim in that trade. That's the one that still kind of bugs me. Yeah, Jonah Heim. Yeah, he's he looks like him and Murph. That would have been a really great combo. You know, that would have been an awesome combo, especially one from the left, one from the right side. Like they could both hit um yeah yeah that's exactly why and also they're both great defensively that's why i was very disappointed by that trade like why would you get rid of the one i mean austin allen's still a lefty i was hoping he would have actually won the backup job but if trading jonah i was just i was stunned because i again another guy i've seen for a long time and i just always liked his uh attitude at the plate and just he brings energy to the team as well i mean happy for him he got his first home run the other night for uh texas so it was awesome for him 
Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. I just pulled it up. I mean, Elvis is uh, one for 24 right now, so that's not going to cut it. <laughs> you know? No, I mean, not at all. See, yeah. Also, if we didn't trade for a shortstop, the one I would have loved to have seen play, even though I don't think he would have been big league ready, would have been Nick Allen. Mm-hmm. Like, but the bat, glove-wise, Nick Allen's the best, one of the best shortstops I've ever seen defensively at any level. Yeah. So we'll probably see him, I guarantee, at some point this season, I bet. Yeah, and uh, what about Ramon, though? I mean, Ramon, I mean, he's stolen four bases. Yesterday, he stole those two bases to make basically create that run out of thin air, and uh, he's hitting three thirty three. Uh, everybody kind of predicted a big year for him, and he's jumping out the gate strong. What do you think? Ramon Hernandez basically did the Ricky Henderson run right there, stealing for those bases to score that run. You just it said Ramon a- Hernandez. <laughs> did I really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I got that mixed up completely. Ramon Laureano. My got gosh. You. Ramon- <laughs> uh, that's a complete different uh, speed contrast right there. Ramon Laureano and Ramon Hernandez. Hey. Yikes. <laughs> that's funny. But yeah, he did it. Rick- it was a Ricky run. He-, he made a Ricky run, right? Ramon did the Ricky run. Yeah. Absolutely. I still can't believe I said Ramon Hernandez. Oh, <laughs> that was dude. funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sandlot in 408 is going to kill and Sandlot 408, Mr. Left Field. Yeah, uh, Brian. He's going to kill me for that one. But uh, <laughs> Ramon Hernandez. And I, and I swear to God, folks, it's the only beer I've had today so far that I'm drinking right now. So I told you <laughs> I'm uh, not awake yet. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But yeah, I mean, do you, I mean, how I think honestly, he could be their best all around hitter if, if when you combine, uh, you know, Olsen and Pinder. I mean, Olsen and Chapman might have more power, hit more homers, but. Ramon, I think just pure hitter, like average power, everything together, he's probably going to be the best all-around hitter, you know? Oh, I wholeheartedly agree. His all-around game is just awesome as a whole. But, I mean, yeah, hitting-wise, he can hit for average. He can hit for power. I mean, he has speed on the base pass. The fact that Astros just gave up on him for Brandon Bailey. It's kind of crazy, I am right? forever thankful for that. I mean, Brandon Bailey wasn't a bad pitcher in the minors, but he's no Ramon Laureano. I mean, yeah. Ramon Laureano could even be a gold glove center fielder here soon. Mm-hmm. And did I say Hernandez again? Wow, Laureano. No, you got Laureano, I think. Okay, good. <laughs> now, now I'm going to be so scared to say this the rest of the day, but he's going to be a gold glove center fielder. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, he's he's a great player, and I'm hoping he's at Oakland A for a long time. I mean, he you can tell he almost loves you. He's another guy. You can tell loves being here. Yeah, yeah. And I was talking to, you know, Ken Korak said he thinks he's going to be an all-star this year. So he's got Ken's vote of confidence, you know? <laughs> I mean, I... I, hey, if Kid Corex is that, I, the, the man who could read a, a telephone book and I could listen to it all day, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, Ken's awesome. And uh, hey, Zeus, too, I feel like yesterday was really big for him. Like, his comp, like, you know, he got up to 104 pitches. Uh, he was looking fired up and he was like yelling. And, you know, he, he was saying after the game, he's like, we're tired of getting our ass kicked. Like, I felt like that was like a kind of like a good for his whole career that was like a really big start for him you know what do you think oh absolutely i love how fired up he was yesterday i mean it was one of those where i think he was the guy almost kind of led that whole pitch stuff like i'm tired of us seeing us get our ass kicked let's go follow my lead fire my like gets to get fired up with me let's go and he just i think the team (laughs) fed off that yesterday and i'm glad they actually let him um try to work out of that jam let him get his pitch count up like that's the thing that frustrates me bob he kind of pulls the guys a little early let them try to work through it because I guarantee you they may surprise you. Like I, it's a long season. Let them work through it. Don't keep always rely on the bullpen if the starters having kind of a rough one a little bit. Yeah. So I mean, do you think it's just a matter of the pitching? I'm well, like I said, they got a lot of things to figure out, but they they, they just got to get the hitting going. And I mean, it's pretty. I mean, it sounds stupid to say they just have to get their hitting and pitching going, but that's basically what they have to do, right? I mean. Yeah, there's nothing. Else, I mean, there's nothing else you can say about it besides they got to get the yeah. hitting and pitching going. I mean, you're yeah. dead on. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else to I know say. 
Yeah. It sounds simple, but I mean, what else can you say? Is like, oh, they got to do better with their defense? No, it's just they got to really just start hitting and pitching. You got to do it with the baseball one on one. You got to. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, how, how are you feeling, uh, especially after that win now? I mean, with getting that breath off, how, how are you just feeling after the first homestand about, about the team? I mean, again, it, it's, it was disheartening seeing all the losses in a row, but I mean, now they got the first one out of the way. I think the team's going to actually be a lot more relaxed. So it looks like for the couple of games there, they were playing almost too tight. Almost, uh, they're almost expecting to lose, like not expecting to lose or expecting to lose, I guess, but they were like, okay, we're probably going to fly out here. They're, like, they're just playing too tight. So now I think they're going to be loose. They're going to go to Houston, which is a launching pad. Hopefully the guys could pitch well and hopefully they could hit well and smack it back to the Astros, make them kick their ass, make them realize, uh, hey, we're we're gonna be we're the defending AOS champs and we're here to kick your ass and we're gonna take it we're gonna keep it. Yeah, and I'm sure they'll get some energy against um, you know playing against visiting fans for the first time. You know, I'm sure the Astros fans are gonna give them a bunch of crap and. Uh, oh yeah, I, and I'm sure the A's players. I mean, it, people always say they love. It, there's nothing better than going to a visiting stadium and winning. So you know. That, that, oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, I can't wait to see if any Arizona fans give me crap. I'm going down there Monday, Tuesday. I can't wait to be down there. I can't wait to be back on the road again doing this. Oh, cool. So you're. Yeah, I was going to ask you. I've. Uh, what? Uh, how many road trips do you have planned this year? What stadiums do you think you're going to uh, visit? I booked a lot because I was like, okay, let me see if I marry out this guy's good right now because it's so. <laughs> Since the yeah. hotel industry is still trying to come back, I'm like, okay, let me book some of these now. And I have about <laughs> nine books so far. Wow. <laughs> okay. That's awesome, man. Um, and, and are you doing any like far trips? I know they're going out to like Baltimore and Toronto and Detroit and stuff the like that. Have, this year. Actually, that's one I have booked is Detroit. And then they go to Toronto. I have that booked. Dude, I, th- I think Toronto, everybody says Toronto's a really, I really want to do, I, I don't know how that border crossing trip is, or if like Americans can go to Canada, but that, I think Toronto would be an awesome place to go see a game. You know? Yeah, it's what I definitely want to do. And then, um, let's see, the other one I was really intrigued by, this is another long trip is, I mean, you know, it's a long road trip, not as in distance wise, but it's San Diego and Anaheim. I would love to do that to six games. Yeah, of that. I, I saw that there was one. It's like they they do three games in Seattle, then it's like uh, San Diego and Anaheim. But if San Diego and Anaheim back to back would be cool because it'd be six games kind of in the same area. So, you know, absolutely. Yeah. And of course, I'll do Minnesota. See, well, if I could get tickets for it, because my got to see my goddaughter and my my buddy and all that. But uh, mm-hmm. Minnesota is always a great time too. And then hopefully, don't catch me eating donuts this time on TV. That was, <laughs> that was, Tough. Well, have, have you uh how many ballparks have you been to now uh, i've been the... to 16 and i've seen the okay. a's at 15 i've seen the a's on 15 road city like road ballparks and then milwaukee was just a uh coincidence because mm-hmm. the a's played the white Sox early in the afternoon we're like let's go to milwaukee see the uh, rangers play the uh brewers and the i guess uh hoffman had an extra long ceremony so i only missed two innings in the game driving like an hour and a half up so it wasn't too bad okay cool yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I really want to see uh, Petco Park, and I want to see the, I want to see Safeco, and I want to see where the Rockies play. Coors, I want to see Coors Field too. I heard Coors, Coors Field's awesome, so I want to check. That's that out. an awesome place. And then the, oh, I mean, you know me, I like my nightlife. The uh, the bars, you know, yeah, Denver. In Denver, right? Like, there's like, so I bet there's like a million breweries within walking distance or something like that, right? Oh, it's 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 awesome. So yeah, <laughs> that's an awesome one. Safeco is awesome. I mean, that was a great time when I've been there a couple times. Mm-hmm. Petco was a, like my number two ballpark on my list. And then, yeah, because that's like right. One, that's a like great like downtown location, right? Like you walk out of the park and you're right in downtown San Diego, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And it's on the gas lamp district. So, uh, again, another one. <laughs> I've, had, I've had some rough times in my uh, 
time watching the A's there in San Diego. Yeah, because the there's a game. massive craft beer scene down there too. So oh, yeah. it's it's insane. But the best one, whenever we go over to Pittsburgh, you've got to go to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, that's okay, my, okay, that's really? One. That's my number one. That is the best ballpark, and then. Right down the street from the ballpark, there's a place that's called like Mike's Beer Bar. It has like 500 different beers. Uh, so yeah, it's pretty amazing. Okay, cool. Yeah, and I, I know they're going to Camden Yards this year too. I was think I have a buddy who lives out there. I was thinking about maybe going out there, but I, I don't know if it's going to work out because uh, it's coming yeah, up in a couple my, weeks here. But uh, yeah, it's on my list too. I'm probably not this year. I'm hoping for some year where we have like a back to back or somewhere close by so i could knock off two parks at one time yeah or like a fenway camden yards trip or something like that that'd be really fun something like that would be great dude Fenway's the best i, I love fenway fenway is a great time i gotta get yeah. there someday soon yeah. i will yeah i've been to fenway and wrigley those are like probably the tool uh, I, I don't know it just feels different you feel like oh this is what a baseball stadium should feel like it's really intimate it's like oh absolutely i i don't know it's it's different it's like oh this is this is how it this is how baseball feels you know it's it's really cool yeah i mean absolutely wrigley is the park where i almost got emotional going in there because i just like all the history is that ballpark is seen everything else that was a great place just to watch a ball game and just you're in a neighborhood like yeah. that's just so awesome it's still in the middle of a freaking neighborhood that is just amazing yeah, and you just yeah, there's something really special about Wrigley and just the whole vibe. It's just everybody's in such a good mood because you're at Wrigley. I mean, you're just automatically in a good mood. You know, it's fun. No, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I saw the A's get. I saw the A's lose the first time. I'm like, oh well, whatever. We lost, but I was at Wrigley. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but then we, then we won the second game. Then we lost the third game. Then the third game, I was actually upset. But what can you do? <laughs> awesome, man. Well, yeah, that's all I got, dude. Is there anything else? Like, what what else have you kind of noticed about this team? What do you think Ace fans should be looking forward to? Or is there a player you think is poised for a – I mean, Lou Trevino, that's another guy if I think has looked good. I mean, is there anything – any other player you think is, uh, you, know, you know. I mean, Trevino is somebody I've – I always like watching pitch, and he always shows – like, he shows those great flashes of his absolute brilliance. Then his one bad pitch, and he gets hit. This is unfortunate, but uh... – all right, and just got to put another quick disclaimer in here that we recorded this right before the AJ Puck and Rosenthal news broke out. So take, keep that in mind. I mean, of course, this is an, this is an easy one. This is a basically a softball one for to watch for, but AJ Puck. Uh-huh. So I think he'll probably be in our rotation here soon. Um, I mean, he looked good the other night coming out of the bullpen for three and a third, basically saved our bullpen for sure. Mm-hmm. And then he, he was fired favorite- up too. He showed like a lot, like after his last strikeout, he was like, really pumped up too like i don't know it's it's cool to see him and luzardo just kind of making that next step you know no they really are they're starting to kind of get that big league swagger going and i like to see it and then the other one i always say is opening day starter chris bassett i Mm -hmm. know his first two starts have not gone the way he's wanted but i still predict him to be an al cy young candidate this year i really really think he has the stuff and he's deceptive in his delivery just not playing the astros and dodgers will probably help a little bit yeah, I mean his his delivery so he looks so long when he's out there on the mound. It's crazy. He probably like throws the ball at like fifty five feet or something like that. You know, it really looks like it because it's just, it's, it's a like, funky delivery, but it's amazing. Yeah. He's so yeah, he's so long. Yeah. All right, man. Well, um, I think that's pretty much all I got, dude. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see how it goes this season, but at least like they, they knocked one out of the way, and you know, one and six, like they could just go on. They can get back to 500 here by the end of the month. Who knows? <laughs> no, absolutely. I mean, yeah, one and six looks terrible, but it looks better than 0 and seven. Yeah, for sure. Okay, well, well, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate the time. Thanks again for jumping on the pod. No worries. Best pod on the internet, baby. <laughs>
You can always see Will in section 149. Uh, I know it's a little diluted now with uh, social distancing and everything, but glad he can go to as many baseball games as humanly possible and break into the alt sites, you know, use all his baseball contacts. <laughs> um, yeah, always great talking to Will, and yeah, I'm just glad that fans are getting out to the ball game again. It's great to hear his perspective, and uh, it's funny to hear all the stories about the right fielders and everything. So, and the Liam Hendricks stuff too. That's hilarious. They're just like DMing on Instagram or whatever, and <laughs> that's great. All right, uh, thanks to Will for episode 25 of the Ricky Henderson podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Ricky Blog. I'm your host, Alex Espinoza. Thanks for listening. We will be back next week with another episode of the GUAP.